Welcome into a week 17 Giants Hangout brought to you by Crestron. I'm Madeline Burke, joined by Brandon London and Matt Sidetack. And guys, Giants, the penultimate game of the season back at MetLife Stadium, hosting the LA Rams on Sunday afternoon. But of course, big news this week, Brian Dable saying that the Giants are going with Tyrod Taylor as the starting quarterback, Matt. And that was, uh, you know, the big announcement that he made before the team started practicing. What does this do for this Giants offense? Yeah, so I think, you know, we saw in the second half of the Eagles game what it does to the offense. A coach said earlier in the week that he decided to go with Tyrod to give the offense a spark, which is exactly what Tyrod did. I mean, in the first half of the Eagles game, the Giants totaled three points, 100 yards of offense. Second half, Tyrod comes in. They double the amount of yardage, score two touchdowns, not including the Adore pick six. I mean, Tyrod, obviously, he's a 13, 14-year veteran. He's just a, he's a more established quarterback, you know, to lead the offense than Tommy. Nothing against Tommy. Tommy was, was great during the stretch in which he started and taking nothing away from him. But Tyrod, he's been around the league significantly longer. And the biggest thing I think he does is he just opens up the deep passing game. And we saw it with the, the deep touchdown to Darius Slayton. I mean, with Tommy, I don't think he even attempted a pass that went beyond 10 yards with Tyrod. I think Kafka, Dable, they just feel a little more comfortable opening up the playbook more and, you know, taking more chances down the field. You hit it on the head, uh, Matt, like Tyrod gives you what 12 a.m. on New Year's gives you. What do you do at 12 a.m. on New Year's? What do you do? Shots, 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 shots. I was like, oh, you, you, you find someone cute to kiss? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're taking shots and that's what this Giants you have to have that in this Giants offense and it's kind of like uh, Tommy DeVito kind of started off with that in a sense we saw the Washington Commanders game we saw uh, uh, the, the Green Bay game how he was able to get the, the ball downfield but if you see some of his worst games his worst performances he's not he's not putting the ball downfield or he's not connecting on the ball downfield we saw that with the Saints game with some mishaps with he and Darius Slayton so you need that in the offense one as a receiver like a uh, Darius Slayton a Jalen Hyatt that's our bread and butter for those type of guys they are down the field receivers and then you think about how that helps the run game when Darius Slayton ran that corner route and kept it high with a high angle beautiful way to read the coverage uh, on Reed Blankenship Reed Blankenship was had his heels at about eight to nine yards why because he was ready to come up and play the run you know, so this keeps a, a defense honest, keeps them in some sort of too high look to keep those safeties out of the box. And then you can get more out of the running game. So Tyrod coming in, he's going to know. Hopefully there's no mishaps with the clock and all that stuff. You don't want to see that with a 13-year vet, whether the refs wasn't putting the spot in the ball or anything. That's the second time uh, since he's kind of taken over the ones and twos where there's been some sort of mismanagement when it came to the clock at the end of a quarter or, I mean, at the end of a half. So you don't want to see that going forward. But with, with Brian Dable naming T2, the starting quarterback, if I'm a Jalen Hyatt, I'm a Darius Slayton, I got all smiles on my face because I, now I know my skill set is going to be used. Well, and with all credit and respect to what Tyrod was able to do for this Giants offense in the second half of that game against uh, last week against the Eagles, you got to give a little bit more credit too to the defense, right? Because not only, yes, there was a change in quarterback, but coming into the second half, there was, you know, a turnover on special teams, Boston Scott, the usual giant killer, 
coughed up the ball, put the Giants in good field position. Uh, Adoree Jackson had a pick six. You know, there are a couple takeaways from this Giants defense as well that put the Giants in a, a, a good position. And that is, I think, more uh, of an impact as well, because that's one of the things that we've been talking about all season. The, the key to this Giants success, even during that three-game winning streak with Tommy DeVito as the quarterback, was winning the turnover battle, was the defense, was the pressure they were able to put on the opposing offenses and also taking that ball away at a good position of the field to make it easier, make the field shorter for this offense. Yeah, last year, uh, last year this team played a lot better complementary football. Offense not turning the ball over. They were able to score when the defense got them the ball. I think this year, what one thing that at the end of the season we we can kind of all agree on is this 2023 Giants team only went as far as the defense. Wink Martindale was probably the most MVC, most viable coordinator because of the way that he got the defense to, in some games, to go and play lights out and it grab turnovers. I, with that During that win streak, I think they like almost doubled in terms of turnovers from the next team and, and the amount of turn, turnovers caused uh, during that, that three-game win streak, win streak. So we were seeing it with our very eyes. If the defense can't get takeaways and get extra possessions for the offense, offense is really not scoring. The offense is lethargic and caught in some sort of bad rhythm in a sense. So um, the Giants defense against this Rams offense, Matthew Stafford, Puka, uh, Puka Cooper Cup, Higby. Again, you're going to have to have one of those lights out performances. But in a day, Matt, where, where, where these last two games where as a player, I know I'm getting evaluated for two reasons, either to stay on here or to get catch on and get my money elsewhere. These guys are going to have to go out and continue to play lights out to get their bag, whether here in New York or somewhere else. But at the end of the day, this deep, this team goes as far as the defense will take them. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I know, you know, it's a, a popular fan opinion I've seen on Twitter every day now for, you know, a while saying, you know, you know, it'd be better for the Giants to not win any of these final games. And Brandon, you know, as a former player, like when you're a player preparing all week for a game, that is so not even remotely in your mind in the slightest bit. Like you are going out there and you are busting your tail each and every single play. As you just mentioned, like you're either fighting to keep your spot on the team or putting good tape out there to, as a sort of tryout for another team, if you do, you know, if they do move on from the Giants this season. So I don't know, you know, no hesitation, no worries at all about the players coming out motivated, trying to win. And I think it's a little extra motivation as well that these last two final games, starting with Sunday against the Rams and then the Eagles next week, these are against two playoff teams and two teams that are still fighting for things that, you know, matter in the playoff standings. The Rams are fighting for a wild card spot. The Eagles are still fighting for both the NFC East and the number one seed in the conference. And the Giants will love nothing more than to ruin both of these teams' seasons by winning these last two games. And, you know, Brandon, you mentioned the defense and how the team kind of goes with how far the defense takes them. And I, I think you're 100% right. And I think the biggest thing for these last final two games despite you know the strong play that we've seen from Stafford lately and from Jalen Hurts all season is the run defense I mean this has been an Achilles heel you can say of the Giants going all the way back to last year you know going into this week 17 matchup I think they ranked 31st in rushing yards like 30th in rushing yards per attempt like towards the bottom of the league and 
these next two matchups are against two teams that love to run the football and do it extremely well. well I mean, and- Kyron Williams, since yeah. he returned from injured reserve the last five games, he's averaging, I think it's 120 rushing yards per game. The Rams are averaging over 160 rushing yards per game. And that has helped open up the entire offense. That is what helped Stafford really get into this, you know, MVP shape and look that he's been the last five games has been the dominance of their run game. So going into this game and next week's game as well, the run defense is the area that I think the defense, the Giants really going to need to step up in order to pull off these upset victories. Well, and Matt, you mentioned Kyron Williams. I mean, this is a player. He's one of just three players in the NFL right now to average over a hundred yards per per, hundred scrimmage yards per game and have 10 or more touchdowns on the season. It's Kyron Williams, Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. That's the company that this young man is in right now. And that, and not just because of how great he's been able to run the ball, but also the fact that the receivers, the very talented Rams receiving core does take a lot of pride in run blocking. And Brandon, like as a receiver, there's a lot of guys who are like, Hey, listen, get, get me the rock, get me the ball in my hands. But to have the ability and, and the, the pride in blocking for the run as well, that's a different skill set. Absolutely. And I, this takes me back to my rookie year with Plaxico Burris. I'm not going to name the receiver he was talking to, but somebody put a lack of effort on tape and practice one time and Plax in the back of the room, sitting back there in the little country, Virginia. Hey dog, we block around here, dog. I don't want to see that again. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll always remember that because when I went on with the Dolphins, I prided myself when I tried to make the team with the Steelers, Proud of myself. Even when I went up to Canada, I was getting in fights and stuff because you're trying to George Kittle earth people to the ground and stuff. So you're you're that's and, and that's the dangerous part about it because you got two receivers in uh Cooper and Puka that not only will they try and get in you and, and get themselves going in the run game, but then off of that, they can catch, they're strong, they're gonna break tackles, and they can get yak. This Giants defense has their hands full, not only with Kyron Williams, not only with him running the ball, but like you said, Malin, the yards from scrimmage is the dangerous part of it because you look at the success that Brees Hall had. You look at the success of Alvin Kamara, these backs getting these catches out of the backfield and then being able to make a big play in space against this Giants defense. So I think that this is this offense and the way it's run is probably the most dangerous offense that the Giants have faced since the 49ers. You know, I know everyone likes the Cowboys and Philly's got their, you know, their their thing going. But I think that in terms of the balance of this offense, Wink Martindale and this defense is going to have to put on their big boy pants, put on their big their th- thinking caps, and they're going to have to have themselves almost – a perfect game. You know, I'm thinking two turnovers is what's going to give this Giants team a chance to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I could not agree more. I mean, Wink even said it himself in his press conference with the media earlier today. Stafford is playing at a Hall of Fame level these last five weeks. And Wink even went so far as to say that right now he thinks the MVP race should be between Stafford and Lamar Jackson. Mm. So uh, Wink obviously has a tendency to to overly praise the upcoming opponent very highly of opponents yes but he's not wrong with that with that assessment i mean stafford has been playing absolutely lights out the last five weeks i believe his touchdown and interception ratio is about is 14 to 1 and they've been just playing overall complimentary football on the offense i mean you guys mentioned with 
Puka, Cooper Cup, even Demarcus Robinson, all of the receivers getting into it with the run blocking. I mean, we've seen across the league with some other teams, like the Steelers, for example, where you have receivers on the goal line just not blocking for their running backs. You are not going to see that with this Rams offense. All of their uh, all of their wide receivers love to get into it in the run blocking, love to throw these those big blocks and pave the way for Kyron Williams. Mm-hmm. And the, in terms of you know receiving, I honestly think that Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua might be the top wide receiver duo in the NFL this year. I mean, and you Puka, know who you know who Rams fans can thank that Matthew Stafford is playing at such a high level. They can thank Blueface, the rapper, because he was at he had some suite at a Rams game and he had some women dancing and 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 I guess we could say twerking on the hangout, right? We hanging out. He was throwing cash around, like throwing yeah. some cash around, and Matthew Stafford's wife kind of like called him out on X or Twitter. And then Blueface came back and was like, your bum husband is like the reason why we're not good, and like he needs to XYZ. Since then. Matthew Stafford has been red faced because this dude has been balling since since then. So you know, I, I thought I'd just throw that in there. I hope our Giants viewer hangouts where more. Kelly Stafford versus Blueface <laughs> feuds are broken down. <laughs> I mean, not no though. That was a pretty yeah. um, significant moment in the Rams season. I think it's been a turnaround. It's yeah. been an absolute turnaround, and they got it. And it's, I, it goes back to 07, my rookie year, getting hot at the right time. You know, you want to start fast because that's going to help you at the end. We're not having to win three out of four to get that wild card spot or win the division. But when you get hot at the right time heading into the playoffs, I think we all can agree that this Rams team is a team that no team in the playoffs wants to see. Well, because oh. they're peaking at the right time, right? They've won five of the last six games. They put up 28 or more points in each of their last five outings that, you know, they're healthy and on the field together right now at this point in the season and Matt like availability is the best ability we talk about that and that's why you know Giants fans and and coaches and and the like are praising Bobby Okereke and Xavier McKinney for being you know two of the what three defensive players in the league to play 100% of the snaps but you know for the Rams when you've got Matthew Stafford, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup all finally healthy on the field together of course this offense is is hitting its stride. Yeah definitely and and you cannot leave Kyron Williams out of that group either because We've been talking about this, you know, surge that the Rams offense has had the last five weeks that coincides with Kyron coming off of IR. I mean, mm-hmm. what, when his return really just opened everything up for the offense and all members of the offense have been firing on all cylinders since then, the run game, all the receivers. I mean, Demarcus Robinson kind of came out of nowhere as the third receiver. He's been great mm-hmm. over the last month. Tyler Higby's been getting in the action. They're getting their rookie tight end into the into it as well. I mean, mm-hmm. Stafford, while his top two targets are undoubtedly Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, he's still been spreading the ball out a little bit to the other guys as well, keeping everyone involved. And I mean, if I was were one of the you know division winners in the NFC of all three teams that could potentially take the three wildcard spots, the Rams are by far the number one team I would want to face the least and nothing against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys obviously have been great, but I would rather face Dak and that team than Stafford and the Rams with the way they've been playing the last five weeks. And it's because you're playing a team without all the hype, you know, the Cowboys come with that hype and it's like, uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, like like you can easily beat a team with the hype because they could be feeling themselves. And I know the Cowboys are kind of wounded when it comes to when they get into the playoffs and what history has shown. But you talk about that, like you said, that Rams team where it's like everybody's healthy and everybody is balling right now. And you still have an Aaron Donald on defense. You still have uh 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 Raheem uh Raheem, not Raheem Sterling, he plays soccer, uh defensive coordinator Morris. Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. That guy's been a head coach. That guy was a head coach because he was such a solid defensive coordinator. So the, this team is this team has been constructed uh with with cheap with with I don't want to say cheap, but with late draft picks, Cooper Cups and Kyron Williams and those guys. You got your stars in there as well, but you also have some competent coordinators and play callers and a Sean McVay and Raheem Morris. And again, this is this is a team that if I'm Bobby O'Karake, you want to ball out because if you ball out this game, it only helps for your Pro Bowl. If I'm Micah McFadden, I ball out. It helps me be a solidified starter in this league. Uh, Xavier McKinney, you're up, you're up for a bag. Jason Pinnock, you saw Dane Belton getting a lot of reps this past game. So you want to hold off the young guy, you know, going forward. So this is one of those games you got to come up, put some good stuff on tape. Well, and Brittany, you mentioned how the Rams have built through the draft and built with these late draft picks as well, which also that right there is an example of why Giants fans or really any fans out there saying tank for a number one pick tank for a better draft pick. It doesn't matter where you're picking as long as you are, you know, picking the right players, right? Because Puka Nakua, 177 overall selection, and he is only 147 receiving yards away uh, for recording the most receiving yards by a rookie wide receiver in NFL history. And this is a fifth round draft pick, late round draft pick. He needs 147 yards in two games. That is incredible talent. Um, And I think a lot of it too is because, you know, we talked about how going to Tyrod Taylor is going to open up the deep pass for the Giants. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of deep passes in this game on Sunday too, because Matthew Stafford sends it down the field. He's top five in the lead right in the league right now in completion percentage, passing yards and passer rating on deep passes in this season. So the fact that he's getting the ball downfield, the receivers are getting out there quick. That's something that this giants defense is going to have to look at too. And talking about some of those DBs that you mentioned that are trying to put some good tape out there because maybe they're up at the end of the year. Maybe they just, you know, want to have that solid resume tape. You know, I'm curious if, if Wink's going to be playing some more zone again, like he has been in recent weeks, if he's going to stick to the man coverage that seems to have been working well for this team how this team defends these deep balls, Matt. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be one of the toughest challenges of the season for this Giants defense because, as you said, Stafford loves taking the deep shots. But if you try to, you know, put some players, you put your safeties back and sort of play for that, they're just going to, Stafford's going to call an audible at the line, give it to Kyron Williams, and he's going to gash you for, you know, seven, eight yards a carry. So you can't that's why this it's so difficult to try to match up against this team because they really can do a little of everything. And not only can they do everything, but they can do everything well and they have been doing it well. And they've really hit their stride this last month at the perfect time. I mean, they were going into the season. Not many people expected this Rams team to be, you know, a playoff contender come week 17. There were very low expectations in terms of like what experts and analysts around the NFL media landscape were saying about this team. Now, all of a sudden they are the hottest team in all of football and a team that nobody wants to play. And it's because they are, they have proven 
that they can just do anything that Sean McVay asked for. You know, we've been on this call doing this for 20 minutes now. This is the first time we've even mentioned Sean McVay's name, who, you know, two years ago, everyone was considered. (laughs) Sorry, Brandon mentioned it once. But he was considered he was considered to be like the number one offensive mind in the league. And I feel like because of how well Stafford, Puka, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup has been playing, that some of the shine has kind of t- been taken away from McVay. And I he's clearly proven that he is one of the best coaches or at least offensive minds in the league and just need to tip the hat to him. Wink is going to be searching for Antoine Fisher because he's going to be playing the ultimate chess match this week, not only against an offensive coordinator like Sean McVay, who can call plays, but a quarterback that's seen it all already. You try and blitz, he's going to see that audible up out of there. And uh, lastly, because I know we got to get out here, Madeline, with the time climbing down. If you're a Giants fan and you're saying tank, but you're also saying in Joe Shane, we trust. I'm sorry. I love how Carl Banks says two things can be true, but that can't be true. You can't say two things in that. You got to allow Joe Shane to do what the Rams GM does and go find some really good talent for a nice little Walmart rollback price uh, in in the draft or in free agency. Well, and also you play to win the game. To quote the uh, former Arizona State football head coach, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game and you know these guys are professionals they're going out on the field playing for themselves their teammates to win the game Brian Dable's coaching a team to win a game not to you know look ahead to April and all that Uh, you know one more note though on Sean McVay and you know Matt you brought up just like how good he is and he has been such an elite coach and this season you know we're seeing almost another level unlocked I have a theory and Brandon I think you of all of us can absolutely verify this if this is true I think I've noticed this around not just the league but just in life in general Sean McVay earlier this year uh, had his first child, a son. And I think that that inspired something in him. He's like, now that I'm a dad, I'm rising to the occasion even more. There's something about the dad juice, right? Like, okay, I'm stepping into this next chapter. I got a family to provide for. Let's level up. And I feel like we've seen that from Sean McVay this season. Brandon, as a relatively new father yourself, can you confirm this theory? Absolutely. The baby got me out the streets. The, the baby, the baby got me producing content, writing scripts, doing all that all while all while feeding the baby. Uh, he's eating bananas now, but I, I am so busy and productive now because of him. So, you know, congratulations to uh, Sean McVay. Love to see it. Love to see it. The the baby juice works for uh, for people across the league. <laughs> You got to let it work for you, though. You got to let it work. Got to let it work. Got to let it work. All right. Well, Giants Rams Sunday at 1 p.m. at MetLife Stadium. Second to last game. New Year's Eve game. Come spend your New Year's Eve afternoon with us at MetLife. Uh, we'll all be out there and watching this game unfold. Uh, for Matt Sidetech and Brandon London, I'm Madeline Burke. That's a wrap for a Week 17 Giants Hangout brought to you by Crestron. We'll see you next week.